Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Good morning and afternoon. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good yeah. afternoon. Good evening. Good evening to some. Yes, exactly. Good middle of the night if you can't sleep and we're <gasps> helping you right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be my honor and pleasure. I'm, I'm sure you'll have drifted off by the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh, I hope so. App, for any number of reasons, I hope you're sleeping by the end of our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, that's awesome. So how the devil are you? Ah, so it's like two weeks in Toronto and I'm yeah. feeling a lot more settled. Oh, you know good. when you move and you don't realize how stressed out and out of sorts you were and mm. you only realize in retrospect looking back like man that was I was really you know effed up back there so yeah. I'm feeling a lot more settled in yeah well they do say isn't it one of the um top three things or something that oh, can happen it's, yeah it's moving yeah so, yeah I've always enjoyed me moving this is a bit of a different move though so mm. yeah. uh it is a stress I'm actually feeling the reality of that for sure yeah. Do you know, I think as well, when you get a bit older, things aren't, you don't take things in your stride as much. Oh my God, I don't want to think about that, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh no, yeah, that's the I thing. I think there is a bit of that, you know, that yeah. comes in. I think it's quite a normal thing to yeah. experience things in a different way. You're very bit diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> and and the problem is in my head, I'm I'm sort of the kid with the backpack and sort of, you know, not a care in the world, but I have a 42-year-old brain, which is not, yeah, that's mm. a thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, things well, change. Sometimes we have to yeah. give ourselves a little bit more grace. And that's a thing, and then sometimes you're like, maybe I should fly in business class. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have more leg room. Absolutely. You know, maybe I should leave the house early so that I have enough time to get there. Yeah, all those boring <laughs> things come to mind. Yeah, oh my gosh. Well, speaking of age, I'm feeling it a little bit today because um, I was a little bit too excessive this morning on the treadmill oh. and then decided to do some yoga afterwards and um, I can barely walk. <laughs> oh no, what crazy yoga moves did you try? I don't know what I've done, but uh, yeah, those hips ain't <gasps> moving like they should do. <laughs> oh man, wow. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I'm going to try and walk it out after this. Oh, yeah. Well, congratulations for trying, but it is funny, like the pains that set in, mm. and they stick around for days, like it is quite, um, it's amazing the creakiness that we feel. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Just got to keep fluid, keep moving, that's what I'm telling myself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, yeah. congratulations and points for effort. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. And I am slightly obsessed with menopause at the minute, the amount of things oh. that I'm watching about menopause and perimenopausal. Oh, yeah. I actually think I'm driving myself crazy, so I'm going to have a bit oh. of a, um, I'm going to have to shut off from it for a little yeah, while. Yeah, you need a cleanse. Yeah, I do. I need to just yeah. ignore, ignore it all. It's not happening. It's not happening to me. It's not happening to anybody. Oh. We are all great. <laughs> We're all great. Yeah. Just the way we are. We're just, we're great just the way we are. Down the road, yeah. I'd want to open that box up and be like, so, you know, could it be a fabulous time as opposed to a not so fabulous time? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll not 
address that now, and we're just going to say that it doesn't exist. No, we're just having, we're going to have a bit of a closed point for that for a little while. Ah, okay, okay, <laughs> all right, sounds good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it can be a rabbit hole. Uh, yeah, mm. absolutely. Nice. So I would love to hear some relationship news if you have any, Miss Correspondent, from the desk. The correspondent is not going to let you down this week. Oh, good. Right on. All right. Go ahead. Are you ready for the 10 signs of true intimacy in a relationship, according to the experts? Oh, yeah. Yes. Hell yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it starts off by saying, waking up to a good morning message is cute and all. And so is the midday rendezvous. But when it comes to a point in the relationship, when you want something a little bit more than just a thoughtful text and a good orgasm, can your significant other tell that you're sad by the tone of your voice? Do you feel you can be um, your truest self around them? These are signs of what the experts refer to as an intimate relationship. Wow. Okay. I'm getting interested. Well, I'm interested as well. well I'm, I'm quite happy with the thoughtful text and a good orgasm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but let's find out some more. All right. So there are 10 signs apparently that you've got some true intimacy within your relationship. So the first one is you've established a strong sense of trust together. Mm. So I totally I get this. I feel like trust is one of the most important things. It's an underlying foundation when it comes to a healthy relationship. Mm. So I do think that trust has to be there. Mm-hmm. Sign number two is they're committed to get to know you inside and out. Mm. Nice. So it's not just superficial. There's yeah. more to it than that. Yeah. Okay. Number three, you can be vulnerable around them oh yeah that's a big one yeah so I do agree with this I think the lack of being able to be vulnerable it's linked with that being emotionally unavailable isn't it you're not kind Mm of uh we've talked about kind of when you have your barriers up and um so when you're not being vulnerable I think you're in that place where you're kind of the walls are are still there Mm -hmm. yeah then we have um you feel accepted in every possible way doesn't that sound lovely yeah oh my gosh (gasps) it feels like a warm blanket yeah yeah so we interesting we were just chatting before we came on air so we always like to have a little mini conflict to warm us up just about kind of accepting your partner for who they are and how they are and it's really nice to be accepted in return Gosh, that's so true. Yeah. And you just said conflab, and I'd heard that na- that term oh. for the first time on the season of Glow Up, and I thought, like, conflab, did they just make up a word? Like, oh, a, no. a, is it a word? It is a word. I'm not quite sure where it, where it comes from. If it's Sometimes yeah. I never know if something's like a Geordieism, um, like from where oh, I'm from, or yeah. if generally, I don't know if it's kind of a UK thing or a Geordie Northeast thing. Oh. But yeah, conflab means you have a bit of a chit-chat and yeah oh my gosh chew the fat yes you just (laughs) solved like the biggest mystery nice all right good nice yes we did have a good conflab yes we did (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so number five is you can rely on them when things go wrong that's i mean that's huge yeah Mm -hmm. it is which means that the person has to be a reliable person in times of pressure which is not an easy thing to be and not an easy thing to find but also a turn on the tables it means that you have to be willing to accept the Mm. support 
Oh, yeah. That's a big so thing, think, too. Yeah, uh-huh. so there's two things in there. Yeah. Um, number six, you feel interdependent in the relationship. So we've talked about ah. this before, as in, so the interdependent, I liked your comment around, what was it, two oak trees and the space between. Mm, yeah. Do you remember that? I remember that. Yeah, it's Khalil Gibran's poem, which is, yes. let you be two oak trees, not right in each other's space that there can be sunlight that passes between you so your roots can grow but that you're close by but not too close so that you can each draw nourishment and be strong individuals oh nice Mm -hmm. number seven is you grow from your shared experiences yeah so i yeah i talk about this a lot actually around when you have that experience together that kind of connection or even the tough times will help mm. you to grow from that shared experience. So mm-hmm. we often think the tough times or the challenges that life throws our way are just going to have kind of a negative impact, but they don't when you come mm. across the other side and um, and reach kind of the loveliness that, that's on the other side. You really find that if you've gone through that moment together and supported each other, then mm. there is a shared connection and you grow. You can grow closer together as a result. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Um, there is a team mentality in the relationship so yeah so you're you're kind of rooting for each other you're supporting each other you are yeah like you're on each other's side which is so important we kind of we forget when we're arguing or nitpicking about all the little things or we're Mm. whinging and moaning about your partner (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) he hasn't done this he hasn't done that Um, we forget actually that we're on the same team oh gosh that's true yeah Mm. Raw honesty isn't something that scares you. Now, ain't that oh. the truth? <laughs> oh. So, yeah, it's that. That's a whole different level to an intimate connection, isn't it? Being able to be truly honest with each other. Yeah, that's terrifying. I mean, how many times do we say things to uh, friends that we wouldn't say to our partner directly? Like, yeah. And it's that true honesty. If yeah. you're truly connected, you yeah. wouldn't be scared about sharing some of those things. Okay, that is, that's pretty, t- <laughs> I'm thinking of all the things I tell my friends, but not my partner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're all taking a deep breath right now and going, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but I can see that. That makes a tremendous amount of sense. Yeah, that makes a tremendous um, amount of sense. Wow. Yeah. And the final one, uh, you feel like they understand you. Mm, that's a nice one. It is a nice one. I also think it's a hard thing to really feel like you are truly understood by another human being. It feels quite unattainable, for sure. Because mm. we're quite complex little beings, aren't we? I mean, the thing is, is that you even have to, you have, you have to be able to understand yourself before somebody yeah. else understands you. So that's, that's the hard thing about this. Yeah. Is, exactly. Oh, this feels like life's work. It feels like mm. you're not going to be realized until beyond death that you'll get close but never 100%. Yeah, I think I think it is achievable and I think um it's also maybe a good framework to say if I want to feel truly intimately connected with my partner, how much of those things do I kind of tick? Where are my progress areas? Where do I need to kind of give a little bit more effort? Where, where do I need to work on? And some of it could be, as you say, it's down to you. Like, if I don't truly understand myself, then that's the first step is how do I understand me better before I can then share that? Because people only know the stuff that we share, right? And right. the other little mini clues that you pick up along the way. 
Oh, that's a nice way to start us off. All right. Mm. Good. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was an interesting list. Yeah. Um, yeah and I'm definitely a work in progress. We all are. My lovely, we all are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We're all just trying to make it through. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Totally. Well, I think I'm ready to tackle something hot and spicy. Let's go for it. Yeah. So today's hot topic is reconnecting with your partner when the kids fly the nest. This is coming up. It's September soon and it's coming up. Wow. There's a lot of change in the air. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So we could Mm. make this short and sweet. We could just say, listen to those 10 things. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Put them into practice. Yeah. Ta-da! Hot topic done. (laughs) Done. Let's go for a drink now. Yeah. We'll see you in a minute. We're just going to have a coffee break. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's not so easy. Oh, it's never that easy. Yeah. I think there was, I was thinking about this um, hot topic actually before we came on air. And I am a little bit obsessed with um, menopause and perimenopausal at the minute. Yeah. And to me, I thought, oh, shit, there's a bit of a perfect storm going on here, isn't there? Mm. Because, Mm. you know, often when the kids fly the nest, it's generally to go on to kind of like further education. So they move away Mm -hmm. or, you know, perhaps they're kind of beyond that a little bit and they've got their first Mm. job and then they've just started to... new beginnings. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. so that, you know, they're looking for their independence, first Mm -hmm. kind of step on the property ladder, kind of all of those things but the age range that you're looking at is still going to be in that perimenopausal menopausal kind of state as well where there's so much going on for the female in that situation then they're having to deal with the change of um kids flying the nest plus then kind of well where am I with my partner are we Mm. you know how how do we connect like everything's been around the kind of family situation I don't even remember what it was like before the kids came along Mm. so that's you've just got this perfect storm oh my gosh that's so true and tell me more about this like you don't even remember before the kids came along yeah how does that come in when you're all of a sudden crash landing into having to form a relationship together and you don't remember what you were both before kids and that was yeah. decades ago? Yeah, that's really hard, isn't it? And also yeah. in that time, you've both changed mm-hmm. and maybe you're not aware of how much you've both changed oh. because you kind of, you can have this period where you just stop noticing each other and you slip into this yeah. um almost flatmate territory or very kind of transactional based you've maybe developed in your careers so that you've had kind of some primary focus there you've been trying to do the best that you can for your kids and uh, give them the best start in life do all the things that the media tells you should do if you're going to be a perfect parent Yeah, oh my god that's no pressure at all <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah you yeah. know attend every musical concert every <gasps> sporting event oh. um have them in like 300 classes a week um mm. teach them how to speak mandarin and play some obscure <laughs> musical instruments oh my god <laughs> so there's all of these oh. things going on and it's no wonder yeah. that you feel disconnected or you've forgotten yeah. kind of why you fell in love or why you're together like it's completely understandable then that you'll yeah. not even remember that beginning. Oh, God, I can't yeah. remember what I did last week, let alone 10 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Let alone 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah 10, 20 oh, years ago. Like, gosh. yeah, where do you start? Totally. 
So how do you determine whether two people really want to rekindle things? Mm, if you're, good question. Because, you know, when people, how do you come on the same? Well, I guess the whole point of our, you know, you don't have to wait for your partner to agree to a certain step. You don't have to wait for permission. You can, if you want to rekindle things, you can do so with yourself, by yourself, you know, for the relationship. But you can start with yourself. Yeah. I think it always has to start with you um, and really making some decisions there about what is it that you want. I was talking about this with somebody else, more connected with their careers, but it's a similar sort of thing. So, and you've maybe just got a bit more longevity when it comes to kind of the relationship. But I was talking about, you know, if you've got kind of 10, 15 years till retirement and you're making then a decision about what you want to do next and say if you're in a crossroads and and you've got to decide like, you know, how do I want to take my career? What do I, I've got some options around kind of next positions or jobs or how to kind of spend the time there's certain things on there to kind of consider. So how do I actually want to spend my days? Like how much money do I actually need to bring in? If I'm going to kind of work for the next 10, 15 years, what sort of things are going to bring me the most joy and happiness? And so when we start to kind of assess it like that, we can come to some more rational decisions, I guess, that are more well thought out and and Mm. we're using a well-rounded criteria. And Mm. if we apply kind of a similar thought process to relationship and we think Mm. well you know what we've been together for however long like 20 years 30 years whatever it is Mm -hmm. kids are now kind of um ready to fly the nest and and we're entering a new chapter Mm. how do we want that chapter to play out like we've got a couple of characters in there me and my partner like how do we what do we want our story to be and it's almost like a great time for a fresh beginning to say well we are two almost brand new people because we've Mm. come through various stages in life and we've morphed and we've changed and we've grown so much and we've learned Mm -hmm. new skills and Mm -hmm. uh, we've got maybe new interests and hobbies that we've picked up along the way what does that now look like for the next you know 20 years 30 years 40 years whatever it is that you know you start to kind of think about your future together how do you want that to be and some of that could involve some career decisions as well yeah you know once you've actually finished paying for the kids <laughs> to go to university or father help oh. them out with their first deposit or whatever else yeah. it is that kids always seem to want some money for. <laughs> um, I'm speaking from experience. Oh, I know, I know, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, once you've oh. kind of weaned them off the payroll, yeah. you know, what is it that you guys need then financially to create a life that you want? Yeah. So there is like, when you think about it in those terms, there's a real kind of hope, opportunity, there's there's joy to look mm-hmm. forward to. Oh, yeah. And I think that we think about retirement planning. I think there's a missing piece in here because like, you know, couples will often think about like having kids and that, and they mm. sort of don't think beyond that. Then they have this v- sort of vague thought about retirement and they think yeah. maybe travel, being on a boat, yeah. but they, we never ever plan or think or, or build for who we will be as a couple and as individuals, like what kind of people we're going to be into yeah. our late forties, you know, mm. um, post kids leaving. It's a total blind spot. Yeah. And so I think it could kind of be wrapped up into retirement planning. I, you could kind of piggyback this onto retirement planning, mm. but, but yeah. with a big question of, of, um, yeah, you know, it's funny. And I, I'm working with, uh, with uh, folks now where, 
you can see that they dreamed to a certain point and each of them dreamed differently. The, yeah. the one partner is like, I'm just happy w- that you're, you even wanted me and that we even have a relationship. <laughs> yeah. And the other person is like, yes, but what's the next hill station? What's the next milestone yeah. after that? Let's keep growing. And the one is like, no, but I, this is my dream. My dream was um, to yeah, I'm be good. with I've you. Reached, I've reached the top of the mountain. I've reached the top <laughs> of the mountain. But you know, that doesn't, that actually leads to a lot of conflict because yeah. if one partner stops dreaming about what you could be, what as a couple, how you could grow, it, it holds you back. Mm. So it's not just sort of getting on the conveyor belt of a relationship and then just, you know, following it where it's going to lead. You do actually have to make some active choices and active movement along the way. Yeah, I think you do. The only thing I would say is if you're constantly pushing for something else, something better, something different, I'd question that a little bit. Yeah. Where is that coming from? Like, is it, would you ever find happiness or are you in search of kind of, you know, is it that never ending story? Uh, Um, So I think there's a balance there between, you know, happiness is being content with where you're at and what you've got. And it doesn't mean to say that you can't do things or... Right. or look for kind of other challenges in life but I think there's a fine balance isn't there between oh. always striving it's a bit you know going back to this comparison with careers so mm. people are kind of yeah I'm looking for the next promotion I need to um I've got to work harder I've got to study mm. something different I need another qualification Da-da-da. and it's exhausting mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get there and you're like yeah. oh I'm still not happy so yeah. that's my only caveat is to say, okay, if you're always searching for something else, are you ever, do you ever find happiness or is it then right? What's the next thing? It's true. So it's like reconnecting with each other, Yeah. but it's not reinventing the relationship all the, yeah. or reinventing yeah. for the sake of reinventing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So what kind of tools you'd pack along in your suitcase for the travel of reconnecting mm. with your partner? Yeah, it's a good question. And, um, what would I be focusing on? The biggest thing that's coming up for me, well, there's two things actually. So the two biggest things that are coming up for me <laughs> are um, expectation management, which just sounds incredibly dull when we're talking about oh, reconnection. Yeah. <laughs> and then learning to be together. Oh. And I think the two kind of go hand in hand for me because understanding the expectations on both sides, and you, you talk, touched on there before about how when people want kind of different things or they're at different stages Mm. it can be really difficult to understand to manage to connect through that Mm. so it is really about I would say take really small steps in terms of the reconnection Mm. and don't expect that suddenly you're going to be in a um a Mills and Boone novel you know within 24 hours of kids leaving house the house because that's probably not what's going to be happening. Yeah, um, yeah. You'll probably feel a bit awkward for a while and a bit strange <laughs> and a bit kind of lost and yeah, um, yeah. not really know kind of what to do. So right. it's almost like starting dating again, um, except mm. you live together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And so that means that they're always there for yeah. breakfast after that one night stand. <laughs> I know. And their dirty socks are just like... They always have been strewn around. Yeah, still yeah. There. <laughs> the cups are in the dishes unwashed. Yeah. Yep. So on some <laughs> levels, nothing will have changed. On oh. another level, everything will have changed. And mm-hmm. it's trying to balance those two and slowly but surely, I think, reconnecting. So mm. I'd maybe start with some rituals, some some relationship mm. rituals, just to get yourselves kind of slowly warmed up um, yeah. before you move on to kind of really deepening that connection rituals Mm. you're thinking kinky rituals aren't you 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. tell. Oh, yeah. So there might be kinky, there might not be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. My gosh. Okay. So the world, yeah, lots of, lots of ideas spinning. That's actually, this is, this is kind of exciting. There, there yeah. is stuff to work on. There is stuff to rediscover. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you could start with something like, um, over a period of time using, um, there are like the 36 common questions, aren't there, to get to know your partner. Yeah. So it could be that you start with something like that and you say, yeah. right, okay, every week we're going to focus on kind of five questions mm. and throughout yeah. the week we're going to use it as a bit of a conversation start. We're going to connect. We're going to mm. find, cause there'll always be something to discover about your partner that you didn't know. Yeah. Like my partner was telling me a story the other day that I hadn't heard like and often you know we kind of repeat stories because the common ones kind of stick in our mind like I know I do I know he does um yeah yeah <laughs> but yep. this was a new story and I hadn't heard before and it was really lovely just to hear something like brand new so oh. if you have some prompt questions it might sound a little bit um like manufactured but that's it doesn't have to kind of be that way it is just about saying well let's just use them as a bit of a you know let's learn something else okay or play the would you would you rather game yeah would you rather i don't know eat marshmallows or curly fries oh both <laughs> together no idea why that was on my mind actually i don't know why that both of them tastes awesome together i don't know why yeah but Somebody's if i had to pick that. two if i had to pick one i'd definitely go for curly fries like always yeah because always I would go curly fries right now because I'm real, having a real hankering for something fried and salty. I'm but, actually yeah. starving right now. I definitely <laughs> okay. curly fries. <laughs> In fact, I, I could hear my stomach rumbling before and I did pray oh. that the mic doesn't pick it up. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. So your hunger is fueling the uh, vivaciousness of our episode. Yeah, possibly. Nice. That's awesome. I know. I'm living on the edge. Heap of curly fries. Oh, yes, absolutely. And now I'm dreaming of curly fries. Oh my god! I have to say now I'm like that's that sounds terrific. We all know that what we're having terrific. for lunch now. We know exactly what we're having for lunch. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Ooh. All right. That sounds really nice. Yeah. Nice. So, is there anything else you'd add in terms of kind of reconnection then? Yeah. No. I mean, and you're somebody who has that experience, and that experience, you're you're joining hundreds of thousands of people and having a, a family member leave the nest and go off to new possibilities. So it's happening for you. It's right in this month. Yeah, it is. It's going to be real. We are yeah. um, we are living through this experience. So my daughter got her results last week. <gasps> Celebrations all around, although not that I've seen her to celebrate. Um, but she's clearly celebrating somewhere. <laughs> somewhere, yeah. Um, so yeah, they, it is an exciting time. It is also, I think, a real period of adjustment because... Oh. You spend so long just caring for these little human beings that get bigger and bigger slowly over time. And um, that it becomes quite a fundamental part of your life and who you are Mm. is this carer, this provider, this homemaker. Nappy changer. Yeah, the, you know, the, yeah. the eternal problem solver, yeah. referee when they're fighting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's all kinds of skills that you learn and develop along the wow. way. And then suddenly those skills aren't needed anymore. Oh. So, um, mm. yeah, it's a challenging time, I think. Yeah. And I'm about to go into it. <laughs> you're, you're right here. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're an expert in talking about this. Yeah. Mm. Some people fall apart in this stage. Yeah. I'm hoping I won't, but let's see. Watch the no. space. Yeah, watch the space. <laughs> the All podcast right. may be my therapy. <laughs> there may be some curly fries on every episode. Yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> curly fries and ice cream. Let's go. <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. 
That sounds saucy. It means that we can extend the line of, um, we're going to bring out some breakup food, breakup merchandise. We can maybe extend it to, um, to a when food your line. Kids fly the nest. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's what you're talking So I'm, I'm on food. But yes, absolutely. A fly the nest survival pack. Yeah. Coming yeah. soon to a Tesco's or a winner's near you. Yeah. That's awesome. Excellent. Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like we could have talked about that a lot longer, but um, yeah. I think maybe we should switch to a question. A question beckons. Let's go. Today's question is, me and my partner moved in together over two years ago. Recently, he's been buying himself so many expensive things and doesn't buy me anything. Is this fair? Oh, oh, I have many questions back to this person. Yeah. So what thoughts are coming up? Well, you know, there's, there's two main threads. It's either that there's a real issue with this partner and he's a selfish, you know what, but then, then that's my, of course, that's my default. And then my (laughs) second thought is, but like, what are you expecting him to buy for you exactly? Yeah. And is it that he's not he's buying stuff for himself and he's not buying stuff for the household and then i and then it just crumbles into like wait what are you expecting really yeah. so yeah i have a lot of questions back how about you yeah so the thing that came up for me quite strongly is around feelings of jealousy and lack oh so i got this kind of overwhelming feel of well what is it that when you're not content with who you are and what you've got and your place in life mm. and you see somebody else that's doing all the things that you maybe want to mm. do, there's this kind of jealousy, this comparison, this lack. And that was kind of a thought that came up for me is... Yeah, like must be nice, must be nice to be able to do all this stuff. Yeah, nah, do you know nah. what I mean? That kind of, yeah. oh, it's all right, you're all right, Jack, you know. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah, you crack on, you treat yourself to some lovely things while I'm... Scrimping and scraping and can't afford my yeah Mm. can't afford my half the bills or whatever it is so they were kind of some of the things that came up for me but then I had a secondary thought oh (laughs) yes do tell so this one (laughs) slightly more suspicious this one was all right where have you suddenly got your money from what dodgy dealings are you into that was the next thought that came up for me. Of course. I, I mean, you know. So what drugs are you peddling? What, I, um, yeah. What dodgy shit have you been buying and selling on to people that you shouldn't yeah. be? That, they were some of the of other course. thoughts. I've got of quite course. a suspicious mind, you see. I also watch a lot of crap TV. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but okay. But here's the thing. This question, the person who asked the question, maybe it was phrased in such a way to be able to arouse the suspicion because I think that this person might, you know want us to side with them to be like yeah what is that guy buying all his stuff and he's not buying you anything where is he getting his money from yeah it's that whole kind of expensive it was the that so it's it's phrased as such to get us on but we are not easily swayed as coaches (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's amazing that that second thought came to you because Mm. i think the 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 question was phrased to to sort of make this an outlandish behavior like don't you agree this is terrible this is outlandish yeah yeah and you would Mm -hmm. you know I think it's easy to kind of jump to that is like Mm -hmm. well that's not fair why should you know 
why should somebody be cheating themselves all the time and you're not like it really feels like there's some inequity in the relationship but I'd question what's different because if you've been together for you moved in what does it say me and my partner moved in together over two years ago so over two years you've been living together I don't know how long you've been together but clearly had a change you know over two years ago and now something has changed again like yeah. what is it what's so for me there's there's a lot more underneath this question oh and yes. we don't have enough details we do not we do not so we need more we <laughs> we are yearning for more what follow-up questions would you ask to get more information well yeah i'd ask well what's changed mm. what is different now like mm. For me, the other thing is, like, has something else changed in the relationship? Are you further apart than you were? Have you, is there some sort of gulf or divide that's maybe created? And this person is then, um, because often we fill other, we fill voids through spending or other addictive behaviors. So we can fill gaps in things. So is there a gap in the relationship that maybe wasn't there before? Is it that this person feels a bit more disillusioned and therefore actually Mm -hmm. this kind of spending spree is, a way to fill that yeah the other questions I would ask are the things around kind of the you know the person who's writing the question what is it you feel like you're missing out on what is it you know what Mm. needs do you have that that aren't being met where do you think the gaps are of fulfillment in your life as well because it sounds like there's an unfulfillment on both sides oh good pick up yeah Yeah. I just there's some definite inequity and I don't think it's just financial oh yes yeah (gasps) Oh, beautiful. Mm. Yeah. So starting off with what's changed, I think is a really great thing because it can start to look at it. You're right. It does sound like there's something that this person is comparing to like a previous time where this inequity didn't exist and Mm. inequity has creeped in. So what has changed exactly? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Or has that always been an inequity, but now it's being manifested in this way that's actually shining a stronger light on it? Oh, yeah. Sometimes things can kind of rise to the surface and they become more obvious because there's more signs to tell us that the inequity's there. Yeah. Oh, very true. So I think the other thing, I guess, on the flip side, too, is that, you know, there's the there's the what's changed part. But then for the person asking the question, my curiosity is, what do you expect from your partner? Like, what are the things when it comes to gifts? And is that a love language of yours? Good show. How do you expect your partner to show up? Whether or not that that sounds rational or not, what is your, you know, contract there? So that, I mean, that leads on to beliefs, doesn't it? What are your beliefs about how a relationship should be? Mm. Because Mm. often we have a certain belief or a way that we think things should be. And then if the relationship isn't measuring up to that, we start to call things into question. Yeah. Oh, heck yes. Mm. That's... I don't think that the person asking this question uh, expected questions back. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because this is hard stuff. This is hard stuff. It to is be really hard. And I, and I do actually genuinely yeah. think it's a difficult question to answer without more information because there could be so many things that are at play. It's very, very difficult, isn't it? And mm-hmm. But I think, I guess if we're going to give kind of some steps or some stages to go through to start to, to process it, I would start with um, some of those questions. So if, if it was me and I'm in this situation, okay, what is it that I believe a relationship should be? What mm-hmm. needs do I think should be met by the relationship? Like, what are my values like um and how is that playing out here are my values being crossed somehow and that's how I feel kind of that it's not great 
where do I feel there's some inequity in the relationship mm. what is it that's not making me happy right now mm. and then you know as everything the answer is always communication <laughs> <laughs> sorry Have guys I know sorry and it's hard <laughs> shit right it's really hard to say yeah. because you know raising something like that you can sound kind of you, you don't want to come across like nobody wants to come across as needy or jealous or you know they're not generally traits we want to kind of portray in a relationship yeah. so we'll shy away from them but it also means we're shying away from the conversation uh, and I'd yeah. go back to curiosity so let's get curious I'm really curious like you've been splashing out on quite a few things like yeah. what's going on you know and use kind of the curiosity to just dig a little bit deeper right. and find out and with lots of these things you know it's often something that we never thought we we're going to get back so the beauty about coaching is um when you coach with a client and they share something back that is completely different <laughs> to anything you ever thought was going to come your way it's like getting a little mini present yeah <laughs> so you're like yeah oh my god that was beautiful I never would have thought about that and oh, clients yeah. can be like super inspirational when you work oh, with yeah. them and it really like opens up your perspective um so we get kind of that joy all the time and you can get yeah. that joy with your partner by asking some questions oh, in a curious yeah. way without any judgment withholding suspend and leave that judgment at the door which is yeah. super bloody hard um <laughs> yep, I get yep. that without any expectations just mm. with a pure curiosity and a wanting to understand what's going on if we can go into it like that we're often very surprised by what comes back yeah I'm feeling very passionate today Anna love it <laughs> and it, and it's not that your partner is your enemy it's it's no. seeing each other as a team getting back yes. to the uh, relationship yes. news exactly yeah you're on yeah. the same side Re always remember that I think yeah. you said it quite early doors in the podcast recording remember you're on the same team right you're on the same side and it was something that kind of stuck with me like yeah because yeah, we so often forget that we're on the same side yeah and you know where coaching can be a little bit different than your friend's advice is that you know, the way that you put out a question to your support network is the, is going to frame and shape the support that you get back. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to be seen as enemies of each other, if you want to yeah. be seen on opposite <laughs> sides, you can pitch out a question to your peanut gallery and they'll come back with the answer that you want to hear. Yeah. But that's where coaching can actually really subvert and totally turn things around because it kind of gets under the narrative that you're trying to, the story that you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, you know, cause the thing is, is that when I hear, when I read this question, I'm like, man, this person is worth nothing. They're being looked over. Mm. They, uh, are not worthy of expensive things. So they're not being purchased expensive things, but I realize I'm just buying into somebody's story. That's, that's how they created the, the question. Yeah. Get off the story train. Yeah. The story train. <laughs> I, uh, so funny enough, like I'm actually where I'm living in Toronto is, and this is a beautiful thing for my coaching out of my window, but there's trains, the pa the big commuter trains that come yeah. in and out of Toronto. And so I literally see trains coming in and out, but they're not story trains. They're, they're functional commuter trains, but they make me think of the story train. Yeah, exactly. And trains can be really useful. They get you from A to B. The problem yep. is when you're getting on a train and, um, and you don't realize you've got on the wrong one. It's taking you in a completely oh. different destination. Well, and also to know that you can actually pull the 
Well, don't pull the escape. You know that red like emergency. Don't ever do that. But like you can don't always do request the stop. Life train. Don't do that on a, that on a story. Do not train. say that you on a the metaphorical train. It's yes. fine. On a yes. real train, unless do it's an emergency, do not. Yes, you get fined. You know, citizen. you a huge. Yeah, like lots of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which makes perfect sense because it's such a pain in the ass when somebody like. Yeah. Pulls the emergency trigger. Man, yeah. I think that happened all the time in New York. Anyways, that and <laughs> other things that, that were true emergencies. <laughs> oh my gosh, I tell you. So yeah, the, the the story train. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Oh, mm. nice. All right. So yeah. more questions. This was not a coffee break kind of uh, podcast. There was not a second of time to, you know, sneak a drink, unfortunately. No, there was not. There was it not. was very chock-a-block. Yeah. A lot of passion. Yeah, a lot of passion, exactly. Yeah. So, how's your week looking like ahead? Um, got quite a busy week actually, but uh-huh. um, and I'm going for lunch soon, which is good because I'm absolutely bloody starving. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Are you gonna get some curly fries? I'm definitely gonna get some curly fries. Yeah, that <laughs> I'm just hoping wonderful. they're on the menu. Um, <gasps> if not, I'll have any old fries that are going right now. Any old fries, but better if they're curly. Oh yes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no, and then quite a busy week, and then next week. I've got a week off. <gasps> nice. Gorgeous. So, yeah. Oh. At least I think I have. Yes, I have. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever lose track of dates? Like you just haven't got a clue anymore what date it is or I don't know what, what date month. it is. Um, nope. I don't know if that's COVID, age or a mixture oh of the two. Oh my God, I think it's a mixture of both. But yeah, yeah. that's COVID for at. sure, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's still dominating our lives. Oh, it is. COVID I I, in our yeah. brains. I literally, I don't even think I can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> it Did you notice we didn't have any COVID uh, discussions? Yeah. I'm, I'm banning the word. I'm banning it. You're done. It's Good. no longer in the vocabulary. It's not allowed. <laughs> Good for Sorry. you. It's done. Over. Yes. Over absolutely. and out. <laughs> Over and out. Well, I hope you can. I feel like now I'm the only thing standing in the way of you and curly fries. So. You are. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to. Um, we're gonna I'll bid you adieu. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I hope everybody else is asleep by now. Those guys who are scrolling in the middle of the night, they just needed to a cure for their insomnia. I hope you're all asleep Mm. now. Yeah. Resting your brains for the week ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, it was a pleasure, my lovely. And um, a pleasure. Yeah. Till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.